coming down. Christmas, I'm watching it fall. Sorry, what? <laughs> Welcome to the Christmas edition of Past, Present, yes. and Pointless. I'm your festive host, <laughs> Alexander Carter. You can't tell right now, but he's got a festive hat on. So. <gasps> Yay! And my co-festive host is Lehoni Chambers. We will post pictures of us in our Christmas jumpers at oh, a later date. Yes. Um, stay tuned. Mine's going to be pickle wreck. Stay tuned, but they will be happening. Um, Christmas pickle. I have like 10, so who knows which one I wear. <laughs> so this Christmas episode is going to be slightly different. It's episode eight and a half, technically, 8.5. Why is it 8.5? Because it's not a full episode. It's going to be uh, just like a kind of mini episode because it's like we did a Halloween one. So this is going to be the Christmas one. So all our festive seasons are going to be mini episodes. Mini I like, episodes. I like that. Yeah, you like that idea? Oh. Awesome. Cool. We could do birthday ones as well. For whose birthday? Our own birthdays. Our own birthdays. <laughs> yeah. And we could do movies that were released either on that day, on that year. About if really we, rubbish if we, ones. I don't know, maybe not. You'd be surprised. All right, let's start off with the movie section. Christmas movies. So we watched two new ones. Well, three three new ones for me, but two new ones for you. Yeah. So we watched The Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2 and Happiest Season. Which one would you like to start with first? Um, can we start with Happiest Season? Happiest Season. Okay, so what did we like and dislike about this movie? <laughs> what we liked... Um, it was obviously uh, Dan Levy because he's a gem. He's an absolute gem. He literally just plays his character he David does. Rose from Schitt's Creek. And I love it. I love to meet him because he's so fun and he, he's just so... He just da- seems so cuddly. He, no, he's just so adorable. fun. Like, he's just he just, like, yeah, he does seem like a really fun, laid back kind of guy. Just, he's just very amazing. talkative. And I'd like to be friends with him. Dan Levy, if you're listening, please be friends with me. <laughs> He'll never let the conversation die. <laughs> um, um, he's a very good actor as well. I think he carried the film in general. Like, even though his even though his character's part was like a sub part, wasn't a full on part. Yeah. He still that's the part I the scenes I I waited for. Literally, in the movie. like as the film started, we'd only been into one scene with him, and we were like, oh my god, I really hope there's like flash scenes of him in it. Like you know, I hope it cuts back to a character, or whatever. I hope they they happen. And as soon as they happen, the first time we were like, <gasps> and then we were just waiting for those scenes every time. <laughs> True. So it's revolves around. Kristen Stewart's character, she's coming home for the holidays to her girlfriend's parents' house, but the girlfriend hasn't told her parents that she's gay, and she doesn't want to tell them over Christmas. She said, oh no, we'll just wait for the for the new year, but they've been dating for like more than half a year or yeah, something. Yeah, they live together. They? No, no, they I live think together, it's like a year or more. A year they or more. Together. And I think it's one of those movies where Christmas... It's all about family and about acceptance and about love. So it should be, you should be accepted no matter who you are and, and what you are. I think what the, f- the thing is, what the film was trying to say is, obviously it's really hard to come out to your parents as well. Yeah. It shouldn't be. It should just be a standard, oh, here's my girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. But yeah, and they were like, still, th- they were like 30 years old or something. It's still quite hard for people to, yeah. to still come out these days. But Depending on how you, like, your background, what your parents is, though, are like. I think what annoyed me about this, this film in general is that, if you hadn't come out into your parents as well, you wouldn't lie to your partner about it, and you definitely wouldn't bring them home to this like massive family occasion because Christmas is one of those things like for a lot of people, it's not just oh you sit around a table and have food. You you, you know you go out, 
you have it's dinners. It's about you have... connecting with your friends and family, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and in fact, the size of her family as well and everything. And yeah. It's how she acted as well. She was that scared to say anything. She was so she scared. Was she was actually acting like a different person. Yeah, and she... And she was going to do... At one moment, she wanted to go out with her friends on a night out instead yeah, yeah. of be with her. And the thing is, though, if you... If you're going to do that kind of thing, if you, if you don't want to tell someone, you would never bring someone into that situation that you care about because yeah. you're just going to push them away. And that's evidently what she did in the film. True. There's obviously nice elements of Christmas in there. And the big speech by... Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. The big speech by Dan Levy's character at the end, mm. well, toward the end, was really moving and heartfelt. I feel as though if he... If he wasn't like in he was bre- it, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Do you feel like he was breaking? He was bringing some of that from his own experiences? Obviously, yeah. we don't know when he's come out to his parents or whatever, but the obviously li- know. I'd like to think that he wrote that part, that little speech about himself. Yeah, I feel like he did. Yeah. Although his his relationship with his dad is, is spot on. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, we know. But we still, we don't know behind the scenes. and, and when he, he may have wrote that part for himself, for his own character. Um, but if he didn't, if the if the writers behind the movie wrote it for him for his part, then they still did a pretty good job. And they did. He delivered that speech really well. Um, it was very it, very you could hard. Feel very it. Moving. You, you could feel the emotion that he was that was coming from him as his character. Yeah, exactly. For an actual um, LGBTQ person in real life mm. who has gone through things like that, who knows what it's like, for them to be expressing it in a movie for other people to see. Especially over Christmas where everyone's going to be looking for a new Christmas movie to watch. True. And young adults like that are going to be watching it that are in the LGBT community. And they're going to help understand themselves more. And if they can see it coming from like a 40-year-old guy (laughs) um, who's had troubles or whatever, they're going to think, oh, maybe it is okay. Mm. Maybe I can be myself. And maybe Christmas is the right time to do it. Because they did that in Love, Simon as well, didn't they? He said on Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah, they did actually. Yeah, I just think it's one of those things. Like that's sort of, the only thing that annoyed me about her is that first of all, the fact that she lied about it, that she told her own the girlfriend, partner, girlfriend, yeah, that yeah. she that she'd come out to him, and she said they were fine with it, and then she invited her, knowing full well that she hadn't. Yeah. And then because she was expecting her to say no, and then when she actually said yes, she should have then come clean about it and said, "Oh, actually, no. Okay, I didn't actually tell them." Um. And then she would have just said, okay, that's fine. Because she'd have obviously understood that she wasn't ready. But it's it the could fact... have been a bit more mature about the situation. Exactly. And it's like she brought her into that. And everything and that kind of... lied to her. Everything that happened, I think it kind of snowballed from the first day onwards. S- Christmas pun there. See snowballed. I did there. I like that. <laughs> I just think that as in a real, if you think about a real situation, like yeah. you wouldn't just let that happen. And quite frankly i was just seeing thinking about the whole film like why is she still with her yeah why is she still with her like she's taking all this shit from her basically mm. but it was it was a nice accurate representation of how a person in that mindset is or would be around their family at that given time and that well let's say that age group any age group yeah, yeah. from that community um overall i thought it was a pretty good movie See, it could have been a little bit better i feel like there was there was good elements in it, and obviously, obviously done Levy. Yeah. Um, and a bit drawn out. Some parts were. But I think I think there could have been something else there. Like, I don't think there was quite enough going on. Yeah, there could have been a bit more Christmassy spark to it. So, would you like to give any more points, or would you like to go for the rating? I'm gonna say six. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So that's called happiest season. Keeping up with the festivities. We have some Christmas life hacks. Oh, I don't think you're ready for these. Christmas. Woo! Give me the hacks. Give these are the for hacks. people 
like say boxing day when you've had your christmas you've had all your presents everything you've had your meal you sat down you watched a few christmas movies and that is that second day i don't know if you drank a lot on christmas day that boxing day is kind of when you're just a bit more chilled out a bit more mellow you're playing with your gifts or whatever you've got for christmas day and you're kind of going through everything <laughs> or wearing them all in or wearing case. or wearing them if you've if you wanted clothes <laughs> 10 outfits in one it's crazy how you're a kid and you're like i don't want clothes and, and then you're an adult you you're, like, you're like give me this jumper now i need this jumper in my life <laughs> true story. it has a skull on it i need it this is true all right so some life hacks that you could try possibly on boxing day would it be a good day to do it well, actually, this first point, I've just re- reread it. It's probably not a good time because you, your tree's already up. <laughs> so let's say for the start of December, these are okay. some good hacks. So number one, if you use some green tinsel it actually and wrap it around your Christmas tree on a sparse one, if you have one, or if you, you know, your tree looks a bit shitty, a bit withered. Or if you're a bit cheap. Or a bit cheap. <laughs> if you bought like a five pound, six foot Christmas tree and it's a bit crap. <laughs> on sale for a tenner. In like a pound shop. If you use green tinsel to make your <laughs> Christmas tree, your own tree, it wrap it round it. It makes it look fuller because it's the same color oh, as the clever, as the faux leaf, the faux branches, the fullets, the thewoks, fullets. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really clever too. It's fair. actually a really good idea. I don't know why we haven't thought of this before. Oh, especially is that sparse tree that we've got. Yeah. <laughs> the second hack here I have: if you use, if you save your empty egg cartons or empty cupcake holders like if you get a pack of four or a pack of 12 cupcakes and you've eaten them over christmas you've had a party yeah and you don't know if you've lost the the bubble box your storage box for your ornaments or whatever or your tiny psycho ones. and you just put them all in one box and you just throw oh, them in god if you just oh. put them in a plastic tub or something are you mental just all together like jesus christ it needs to be order in the world people True story. so if you save your empty egg cartons or empty cupcake holders they can actually store your smaller ornaments and use a bit you know a bit smaller baubles medium to small not your large ones regular size baubles regular size baubles to small baubles Barbara. bubbles hashtag bubble storage bubbles but uh, that's a really good point actually i think that it saves space it makes you a bit more organized it makes you feel better like oh it's easier next christmas because who wants to come around and like friggin oh where are these oh the baubles smashed because we chucked the boxes back up and they weren't in anything yeah true and a lot of them are glass or plastic people who pay the nice just, ones they, they want to keep them nice them, even them if they've got glass or anything, they get dinted. You see, you know, some baubles, they come in like those really bad plastic they do. containers that are dead flimsy or they come in cardboard boxes that tear easily, that aren't protected very well. Or you've had them for well. like a million years and you don't know where and any the, of the boxes yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. And the packages just over the years, they've become more and more like that. So if you get like a strong plastic, like a like the plastic one there, hmm. it'll hold up a bit better than egg cartons. But I suppose egg cartons are a bit better for maybe like your Recycling those, your think finer about this Yeah. Every year you could get the like oh bubbles sorry bubbles out. You could use them, and if the box is a bit worn, you could just get another one and put them in. Yeah, if you if you broke them every year, you're gonna end up throwing away that box. But if you buy a stronger plastic box, I know it's not environmentally healthy, but, but it's gonna, gonna keep, keep it. you're gonna keep it. But even if you don't, and you keep using your egg boxes, it's just gonna recycle every year, so it's not gonna cause any damage. True. All right, third life hack here is another storage one as well. So you wrap your lights around a clothes hanger. For tangle-free storage. So if you get your, your coat hanger, maybe work better with, um, you know, the triangle one for trousers. Can I just... You keep wrapping it around one side and wrap it around the other side. Can I just edit that hack for you there? Okay. So... You're going to one-up it. So if you get a, a long piece of card, maybe preferably A4, you cut it in half, the, you know, the stronger card, you could actually wrap it around the card in long ways and that, that would probably keep it a lot neater. And it's oh, yeah. then going to not get tangled because you've wrapped it continuously 
and it's not in a round ball it's in a long straight line so yeah that's a good one as well mm. or i one up you go on then <laughs> i'll take you one up and one up more after you've wrapped your presents if you get the empty wrapping tube left over you could wrap the lights around that true same thing but and you're, that would go, go you're the going whole, the, the whole roll you're going round instead of going long ways so yeah it still work i think it's still wrap up it's still tangle free mm. it's still quite strong cardboard mm. and christmas high fact number four so if you use ice cream cones if you save them from summer and if you're making cupcakes if you flip the ice cream cone upside down these are obviously empty ice cream cones with nothing in them just the wafer cone mm. if you put them on top of the christmas cake and you make some green icing and like dot it around the cone going all the way up it's gonna look like a mini christmas tree cupcake what kind of psychopath just gets an ice cream cone and scoops the ice cream out and leaves the cone Who's no you can buy cones on their own okay, to make yeah, your okay. own fair enough <laughs> that makes more sense <laughs> How do you not know about Can this? You just imagine? I don't need this ice cream. Fuck you, Raspberry Ripple. Can you just imagine someone sat there with a box of like 12 Cornettos and scooping it out? Quick, they need these cones for their cupcakes. Stat. <laughs> Alright, they were our life hacks. Any more Christmas life hacks, please DM us, send them in, hashtag us, at us, anything, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know about your Christmas hacks. And we might do like a little mini episode of just people's hacks that they send to us oh, in Christmas yes. jumpers, we'll try, obviously. We'll try your hacks out in Christmas jumpers. True story. Even if it leads to January 1st. Because <laughs> there's no such thing as too much Christmas. The next movie's on our agenda. The Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. They're on Netflix now. Christmas Chronicles number 2 has just come out. So you can check that out. I think both of them are actually in the top 10. I don't know whether they will still be at Christmas by the time you're listening to this. But they are some pretty okay movies. They're, they're family, family orientated, aren't they? They're family movies. Um, very heavily reliant on CG. There's a lot of elves in them. Christmas elves that are animated. Um, the storylines, I think, could be a flushed out a bit better. I think the movie, it, the movies themselves, what what led me to them watching them was kurt russell his character being santa because he looks like the image that everyone has of santa and i feel as though because of how such a good actor he is he pulled off being santa really well that sounded really wrong he pulled off santa (laughs) (laughs) he pulled pulled off portraying the character for the x-rated christmas edition the x-rated christmas edition of kurt russell pulling off santa that's disgusting <laughs> for no, anyone but... who hasn't seen the movies it centers around the first one is two teen two teens um they accidentally stop christmas from happening basically and they they cancel christmas they cancel christmas accidentally and then they have to help santa throughout the night basically get christmas back on track and they throughout the thing they start they, they love each other at the end of the movie and number two there is an evil elf that tries to cancel christmas tries to stop it from happening and turns all the elves bad so then mrs claus and santa and the one of the girl the girl teenager from the first movie she has to then help them all in the north pole try and basically get christmas back on track do you feel like they always do that in when they have a sequel they always drop one character from a christmas film or that 
And they do it every time, don't they? They yeah. have one, they just drop them. Well, like... the teenage brother wasn't in the second one as much. He was just... No, that's what I mean. He was at the start and the end of it, and then he was like, of... you went on an adventure oh without me? What? You're too old. We're going to switch you in for another person. Well, Maybe no, I said that... A bit of multi- multicultural going on. Yeah. You're out. We're going to get an Asian in here. It's, it's fine. It's fine. We need to be uh, PC. <laughs> but the kid teenager, the guy, yeah, I think he was filming The Babysitter too at the same oh, time yeah, on Netflix. yeah, you did say that, didn't you? Yeah, because it's the same kid. So that makes more sense, doesn't mm. it? Any points? What did you like and dislike about the movie? Uh, I feel like the film itself, uh, the number one, I think why it was an all around okay film. Yeah. Number two, I didn't love it as much. I think it was a bit like, meh. It's just kind of drawing out those old things. Like, like stereotypes, you know, cliche things that happen. I didn't want my mum to remarry, blah, 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 all this rubbish. Yeah. And the, I think the the idea of the, the elf, see that elf the, is the one the bad that... Elf. The Elf is one of the things I don't like about any of the films. I really hate that they're so animated and like... Yeah, that's the point that I don't like, that how CG they are. I'd rather have... Because there's no other CG really in the film apart from like obviously when they fly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather have Oh, them- that was good. You know when he's like, see, see Santa hopping over the chimp, like the mm-hmm. rooftops of houses? That was pretty cool because it's like a red swoosh behind Yeah, him. but like it's the fact that there's not a lot in there, but then I think that was so heavily CG. Yeah. It just looked a bit tacky. It did. And I'd rather have them being like actual people like live action people instead of them being those little things yeah so well, they think... kind of did that in um fred claus didn't they they were uh, all little elves i don't know i can't remember yeah I think they were but all little animated ones to the film itself I, I really liked the first one except for that point about the elves i think that yeah. could have been changed and there. it carried on the tradition and the, the thing one. is about the second one is it was so heavily involved in the storyline that you saw so much of the animated elves and it just yeah. really annoyed me and you hardly ever saw santa yeah, it just it just it was really annoying. And more about this this child elf that turned into a human. <laughs> just made me think of um, Deadpool two. I was just kept seeing it. That's <laughs> all I kept seeing. Oh, the kid, yes, yeah, yeah. it's the kid actor, isn't it? Yeah. Um. But so yeah, so uh, for me, I'd probably say number one was probably the best. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't be bothered about watching the third one unless they move the storyline on, mm. and we don't see the CG elves. Or we get rid of them because they're just, it's just a really tacky point in the film. And I just think, yeah, like, maybe no, they could do part three of like Santa gets lost somewhere and then no, Mrs. Claus like, has to take over Christmas. There's like no need for it. Like, it's like, why, who, who decides in all the films that we've had out there, live action wise, Christmas wise, yeah. who decided that we were going to have these like weird animated like, little things? Who was in that room when they were deciding the points in the movie? Here we go again. Back to that right. It's that room. guy. It's that guy who changed the movie title. You need to work at Netflix, you do. <laughs> It's the guy who changed that that movie title. He was the one who was like, <laughs> okay, I got it, guys. Animated Elves, you're a genius. No, he's not. No, he's not. Stop it. Whatever your name is, I'm going to just kind of call you, I don't know. Darren. Darren. We'll call you Darren. Darren, stop it. Stop it. Thank you. So, number one out of ten. I'm going to say, it, I think it was a, a decent, all right film. It reminded me a bit of um, Santa Claus. Yeah. It but had not, elements of that. Not quite as good, I think. I liked how it explained a bit more things about Christmas mm. and how kind of Santa works around it and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. Although I thought it was really weird. Like, he was just wandering around, people going, hey, I'm Santa, help me. Like, <laughs> in reality, you'd be throwing prisoners Oh, a what lot I disliked sooner. as well was fucking when they started breaking out into song. Oh my God, yeah, I forgot I hate, about that. hate musicals. I forgot about that. I hate it when they just burst out into song. It's like, no, don't do this. I much prefer Christmas films that have meaning in the film and there's why why what's the rule? This is it has to be a singing film. There's only meaning in the movie when it gets to the end. And they're like, you know what? We've had our ups and downs, but 
You're when, always my brother. I love you. No, not always the case. Sometimes, like you get those films like Miracle on 34th Street. That like there's a message throughout the whole film, and it's really nice. The point's made at the end, but like throughout the film, the meaning. It's there. an ongoing message, yeah. Yeah, and it's like films like that that last every year round, and people watch them every year round, mm. even though Grinch. Yeah. There's no singing in the Grinch, really, is there? Apart from right, right at the end, really. Yeah. And the point. And Cindy Lou here. And people love that. Yeah, but it's not. It's like a tiny little bit. Yeah. So like, don't ruin a film with loads and loads of singing. True. So I would say because of that point that you just made, I forgot about that actually. And <laughs> the animated CG. Um, I'd probably say it sits on maybe six point five. Six. I was gonna say six. Just because. And I say part two. It was two. okay. Yeah. I'd probably watch number one again. But I don't think I, watch I wouldn't watch number two. No. No. And no. If, they, if they make a third one, I'll give it a once over. And if it's got all the same rubbish and terrible stuff in it, yeah, I probably won't watch I'd probably it get again. halfway into the number three, and if it's as shit as number two, then I probably wouldn't watch the rest of it. Trust me, you wouldn't even get like Past half an hour credits. into Jingle Jangle, which is someone was raving about to me. Uh, oh my god, I've heard work. about this. Yeah. Yeah, and literally, I must have got about fifteen minutes into it max, and it was a massive sing- singing and song dance number right at the beginning and oh. it, it just kept going it was literally like the whole beginning of the film was carried on i was like i can't do it i just i can't do it, it it's still go. <laughs> 10 minutes in it's still going i need to turn it off funny so yeah awesome um a number two out of 10 it's gonna be a four for me is it gonna really? be lower Flat. oh oh yeah to be I fair, just yeah, actually, it was yeah. a flim flammery storyline in that one i think the only reason it got the four was because of kurt russell's acting as santa mm. Definitely. Yeah. I just thought it was a bit like wishy-washy and like. Overall, I think it's they're a good family, easy family movies. Kids are going to enjoy it, um, especially with the, <laughs> the, the CG characters. Yeah. You know, adults who don't really care for movies that much, they'll probably be like, oh, I'll just chuck this on. It's PG rated. What? How bad can it oh, be? Let's uh, sit on our phones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good opportunity for kids to just watch, uh, chill out a movie at Christmas time. Um, so recommended in that sense. But if you're an avid movie watcher looking for a good Christmas movie... If you're looking for a, a decent film, don't watch it. Yeah. But if you're... Um, watch number one. Yeah. But don't put it on number one on your list. Put put it on, like, number four. Um, but yeah. Stick with a classic that you know, like Home Alone. Or Milk on Fateful Street. Or The Grinch. Or Elf. Or Elf, that's a good one. Mm. Mm. So that is The Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. And they're on Netflix now. Let's go for our favourite Christmas songs. Just stole that from right there. Of all time. So, Leonie, your favourites I have here... Um, They're not quite right, but carry on. Well, then why would you have me write them down? Um, Say them to So you changed the mind. I did. <sighs> save, say them and I'm going to change... I'll tell you which God. ones have changed. Well, you've put down here Lonely This Christmas by Mud, mm-hmm. 12 Days of a Pop Punk Christmas by Jared Alonge, mm-hmm. and One More Sleep by Leonie Lewis. So I do like all those ones. Okay. But I think I'm going to swap out the classic mud one because I watched a Christmas film a, f- a couple of years ago on Netflix. I can't remember exactly when it came out. Uh, it was called Let It Snow. Did you ever watch it? No. It was a pretty terrible film in general, but the but. song in it was so good. And I'm like, it's in my Christmas playlist and I play it every year. <laughs> right. And I actually really like it. It's called First Christmas. By? Um, I'm not sure who it's by. You must love it so much. Um, no, because I, <laughs> I just play it. It's in my Spotify. Um, well, you, so you, you find that and I'll uh, tell the viewers, listeners of what my favourite songs are. For oh, Christmas. I can't even say it. You can try to say the name if you want to. It's a very strange What does name. it say? So that begins with an S. You can kind of try and say that if you want. Shemaic Moore. <laughs> no, it's a really good song. Though. It's so catchy. It kind of reminds me a bit of you. In what sense? Because of the song words. Oh. You should re- you should listen to it and then you'll hear the words. 
Okay. I'll li- we'll listen to it in the car at some point. Okay. Okay. Well, my top three are Making Christmas, but by Rise Against. And my second favourite is... Wait, not, not by... The townspeople of Halloween Town. Is that who does it in that? Rise Against? No, no, no. They've done a cover of it. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's not by Danny Elfman and the people okay. for that movie. Uh, my second favourite is This Christmas, brackets, I'll burn it to the ground by Set It Off. And my top favourite, which is also your second favourite, 12 Days of a Pop Punk Christmas yeah, by that. Jared Alange. I can't even remember the real one now. I've listened to that one so many times. Yeah, same. And I literally, I try and sing it to myself and I'm just like, nope, it's not even in there anymore. It's gone. It's been Do you know what happens out. on the fifth day? It's been pushed out of my brain and now it's just the hot punk ones in there. True. And <laughs> I'm happy that this is happening. What is your, what's, uh, what happens on the fifth day? Of what? The pop punk one or the real yeah, one? Yeah, the real, the pop punk one. What does he get on the fifth day? Come on, you know this. You listen to it that is much. Is it pepperoni pizzas? Large pizzas. Sorry. Large. Large pizzas. Okay, what happens on the seventh day? You tell me. Seven vinyl records. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome song for any pop punk lovers out there. It's just, it's so, it's so emo of itself. But it's like. It's so emo. It's it's funny, but it's still like, cause sometimes I think with the pop punk versions of songs of especially of christmas songs it, it's sometimes hard to understand what they're saying yeah but i feel like this one's actually quite they sing clear it, he sings it at, um, at a really good pace yeah he does he doesn't speed through anything it's poking fun of like themselves at the band and as well as, as well at christmas but in like a fun way like they're not to be taken seriously at christmas like taking the piss out of it and they're taking the piss out of like how pop punk are because at one point he says and an unnecessary breakdown <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do like that bit. It's funny, and it's just it's just a fun tune. It is. I think even if you're not into that genre, you'd still love it. It's just because a, you know it's like a it's like a spoof film. But it's, it's a spoof, it's a yeah. spoof song. Spoof song. Hashtag spoof, spoof song. song. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good one. Definitely give that a try. Um, Twelve days of a pop punk Christmas by Jarad Alonge. And I feel like the other one for me was uh, One More Sleep by Leona Lewis. It was just a really nice song. Yeah, and it kind of. It explains all those those people that are out there and they don't get to see the person they love Aww. straight away and they're waiting for them. So it kind of reminds me like when I get when I'm not here with Aww, you, and cute. I'm like, oh, one more night. It's five days, and then I was like, one more night. Hashtag 100% cute. <laughs> I love that. Thanks. I uh, say the other one because Making Christmas is obviously the cover of one of my favorite Disney movies, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Sinister and, Christmas. Yeah, and this Christmas by Set It Off. I really like that band and the song itself. I don't think I've heard that song. I think you have, but it's more of been in the background when you've been doing other things. Mm. It's the song. It's it's very climactic and it's it's almost it sounds cinematic in itself. <laughs> cinematic. There's that word, guys. No, it's cinematography. Cinematic. Cinematography is you my word. I love cinematic as well. It's cinematic. Anything Cin- that's got cinematography in the world. and cinnamon. Cinnamon buns. <laughs> Cinnamon's my other favourite <laughs> word to say. And it's obviously a Christmas thing, so you're welcome. Yeah, it's just really cra- climactic and... Climactic. Clam- climactic. <laughs> I could actually listen to some Christmas songs right now. Yeah, we'll... Let's get that Christmas song vibe on. We'll do after this. Alright, this new exciting section, because it's a mini episode, we're going to do classic movies but with a twist, classic Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. Can you just 
hear the Christmas sounds. Hear the joy. In the background. The joy, the the wonder, the excitement. It feels like I'm sat in Christmas right now. Christmas oh land. Like if Christmas was a room that you like, could just sit in all day. Literally, you open that door be in Nightmare for Christmas and we're in Christmas <gasps> land. We're in yes. Christmas land, guys. The tree door. Mm. Yes. I'd love to go there. I'd also love to go to Halloween Town. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah. We split, we split the day. We can, 50 We split 50. holidays. We'll just go, we'll go there on Halloween and go there on Christmas. Sounds good. <laughs> cool. Okay, so this section we're going to do our top three favourite Christmas movies of all time. And for everyone listening, to see if it's your favourite top three too. And I have some exciting trivia facts oh, for each of the movies. Festive trivia. So we'll start with Leonie's favourites. So her third favourite would be Deck the Halls from 2006, starring Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. Leonie, please tell us why this is your number three favourite Christmas movie. I just movie. like the fact that it's about these two people that... They obviously have all these things going off in their life and they're just trying to make the most of Christmas and they're just trying to show off, not because they're showing off to, every, to each other, but because they, they're taking their actual problems and then kind of bringing it into Christmas. Like, they think think of Christmas like it, it's their band-aid and they think, if, if Christmas is great, <laughs> yeah. the rest of my life is going to be great. I mean, do they even know? <laughs> so I did that. I did that. Um, but no, it, it's good though because they kind of both think that the other one's trying to like outdo them but it's not about that it's about their life issues and it's they're sort of pushing it through christmas but yeah. i don't think it's until the end that they both really realize that and it's just it's just nice to see it like that people's maybe sometimes their problems and stuff like that show through their christmas yeah true i know what you mean and i like that day so we'd like to give you a little fun fact about that movie yes and sitting down and waiting <laughs> so actor matthew broderick he actually trained with real speed skaters for a few months for the speed skating race scene. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's quite cool. So that's, obviously, the <laughs> bits... Broadway. Some bits, I think, where you see him from a far away angle is actually him going around the course. But then when there's like a camera really close up to him, I think that might be a green screen behind him. Mm. Uh, just uh, just for how they how they had to film it. But that's a pretty fun fact. We're all out of I'd snow, guys. That. Get that green screen on. Yeah. I wonder how fast... Can you he... ice skate? Uh, a little bit. I've tried once before. It's kind of like rollerblading. It's the same motion, isn't it? I'm trying to balance and stay up and glide. Uh, I and... feel like it's worse. Like it's harder to stay up and ice. Especially if you fall over, you fucking slice your fingers off with the blades. Not only that, but like it's. I feel like when you do ice skating and there's other people around, you got to watch out for other people as well. It's kind of like driving, really, isn't it? I guess, but on ice, because you got to look out for other people. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I wonder how fast he was going though. How fast? What speed he got up to? Like at what speed you can? Eighty-eight get up miles to. per hour. Did you break the time? continuum oh my god why can't i break the sound barrier did you go back in time <laughs> did you see doc brown <laughs> is he in the west world oh my god there's so many references here all in one i'm getting referenced all over god he's showering me with references 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 okay because you're worth it i'm gonna do i'm gonna skip your number two <gasps> because there's a good reason behind this because it's actually my number one oh okay. so we can finish sense. off the section talking about it together okay that makes sense doesn't it so Leone's number one Christmas movie is Miracle on 34th Street oh. from 1994. Classic. So please tell us why this takes number one spot. It's just one of those films that just kind of holds up throughout the years. And it's got that really nice message in it. You know, it hasn't got any stupid singing in it and rubbish. It's just a nice message. And it's kind of 
shows again it's it, it kind of shows people's like feelings and how they react to situations do you think it's relatable to you not necessarily myself because i don't really hold those issues that that woman holds in the film but right. or the non-believing because obviously i believe in santa santa if you're watching hashtag santa's <laughs> real <laughs> hashtag santa <laughs> i believe hashtag santa 2020 if you uh seen the film you'll get that santa's gonna be wearing a mask face covering this year <laughs> he will mrs claus um, will make it for him because <laughs> she it'll does be, everything else it'll be a red one with like some floof yeah some <laughs> floof around the edges floof so a little fun fact for you. So 20th Century Fox offered a full refund for whoever didn't like the movie. Psychopaths. And apparently 1,500 tickets were returned. <gasps> I, want the, I want the name of those people As right now. Say, what would you want to say to those people? Going to find them. Go fuck yourself. Because you're obviously a heartless person. Your heart is made of coal. <laughs> I hope you get coal for Christmas. Another Christmas pun there. I like that. <laughs> See what I did there? Let's reverse things around a bit. Let's switch it up a bit. Alex's favourite movies for Christmas. Number you, three spot. You said that in the third person. <laughs> I did, didn't I? You gotta Should keep I be the, reading you this? Gotta, nah. you got to keep... <laughs> you can do it if you really want to. got to keep these listeners on their toes. They don't know what's coming. <laughs> in case you didn't know, Alex is hungry. <laughs> Jokes, he had lots of people. Go on, you can read it if you can read my writing. <laughs> so, uh, Alexander's third favourite Christmas film. Um, A Very Harold and Kumar Christmas. So Alex's third favourite Christmas film is A Very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. It's got to be a 3D one, obviously, in 2011. Yeah. So tell us why. First off, I love the fact that it was a Christmas movie in 3D. The and death. The fact death. that I'd seen the first first and second Harold and Kumar a lot of times, and I found that the comedy dynamic between the two characters and actors were really authentic and really really funny um not necessarily relatable because i didn't do drugs or anything like that <laughs> i don't think i've seen those other two can you just uh, do a brief summary of them for me so the first one they try and get to a burger fast food restaurant um that's like a miles away and so it's like a road trip kind of thing it's like a road trip kind of thing yeah and they account- is the world's best burger basically the scene <laughs> the scene at the end when they finally reach it it's like a montage of them eating <laughs> Literally, um, yeah. Is it like your reaction to a Five Guys burger? A Five Guys burger, mm. yeah, genuinely. Hashtag Five Guys. You just see like a little sign in the background, like Five Guys, <laughs> and someone's just like pasting over it. <laughs> no Hasht- one will know. Hashtag Five Christmas Guys. <laughs> <laughs> and the second movie, well, no, the first movie, they basically on their way there, they encounter loads of different problems instead of just driving straight to it, mm-hmm. and it just takes them the whole movie to get there, basically. And they just encounter loads of funny things that would never, ever happen in real life. Okay. And it's almost it's so over the top, it's funny. It almost gets to that stupid level, the stupidity level of comedy, where it's like, this will never happen. This is absolutely ridiculous, but it's so funny. Kind of like the first few seasons of Community. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> and kind of how, like, Scary Movie is, how it, stupid. how stupid it's that comedy is. Fun at, like, it's everything. poking fun at stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's sort of like that. And then the second one, they they get sent to Guantanamo Bay um, because they uh, okay. they get mistaken for terrorists on a plane <laughs> because they think they're going to try and blow up the plane, but actually he's actually just made this um, this uh, bong that's got a filter in it. So they escape from Guantanamo Bay and they're basically fugitives on the run, and then they encounter loads of other different problems along the way of trying to clear their name, basically. And could then, they not have just given them the bong and they could have just looked at it? Yeah, but then they, it's just, that's the type of movie they don't want to listen to them because they're just like, no, terrorist, terrorist, you are a terrorist. You're wrong, that's it. I'm not listening to anything you have you're to say. You're big, I'm small. No, that's not right. I'm big, you're small, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. 
And it leads in, it doesn't really lead into the third movie, but the third movie centers around Harold's character trying to save Chris. They haven't spoken to each other in like several years. And Harold's grown up, he's got a house, he's got a wife, they're trying for a baby. So who's the guy in the other films? Is it the brother that you would see? Is Sorry? he in the other two films? The Christmas one? Yeah. Oh, who, Neil Patrick Harris. in the other films? Kumar. Yeah, which one's Kumar? He's the... Uh... Is it the brother? No, he's the doctor. He wants to be the doctor, but he smokes weed all the time. No, who is he in the Christmas film? I'm so confused what you're asking me. Who is Harold and who is Kumar in the actual film of the Christmas Do film? Do you mean the ethnicities? No, who are they? I don't know the characters. They are the characters, Harold and Kumar. Who is the other one? What other one? There isn't a third <laughs> one. What are you on about? What? Which guy plays the other the other character? Which one is it in the film? Harold is obviously the main guy who's, who's married to the wife and yeah. can't fix the Christmas lights. But who's Kumar? I don't remember mentioning his name in the whole film. I mean, about Kumar's the second guy. He's the like the Indian Asian guy of a. They're both Asian descent. I can't describe you any more about their ethnicities. I don't feel like he's a very memorable character in that film. He's the second main character. How are you not getting this? Not this. I'm gonna cut all this out. This is absolute bullshit. Okay, carry on. I'm just getting mad. Fucking hell. So the third movie takes place about several years later. They haven't spoken to each other in that time. And Kumar gets a package at his house that's addressed to Harold, but Harold doesn't live in there anymore. So he takes it over to his house where he's married and they're trying for kids. And he's awaiting on his wife's parents and uh, family, extended family to get there for Christmas, which is basically just going to ruin his Christmas. Little does he know that Kumar's actually going to ruin his Christmas because when he gets there, it's like, oh my God, it's a massive, it's a massive uh, joint weed joint so they they try and smoke it accidentally set the christmas tree on fire and then the whole movie is about them trying to get a christmas tree before the um family comes home from midnight mass and i feel like i missed that bit of the film that's probably why i went to the kitchen that's i missed that bit right okay and it's actually shot 3d cameras so those the movie was made for 3d which adds to it like most movies are made in post-production for 3d like they're just converted afterwards Mm. but this one was actually made with 3d cameras so it makes it more more exciting more fun for the viewer especially if you love the dynamic duo that they have and the jokes that they kind of portray it's just it's not to be taken too seriously like they poke fun at loads of things that like poke fun at race sexuality and things like that it's inclusive uh, it's, making fun of it's exclusive <laughs> and inclusive and it's just it's kind of it's kind of everywhere and don't worry what miss you out it's just a really fun stupid film not to be taken seriously at christmas like who wants a really good raunchy comedy and to not and and especially in 3d as well it's a good it's a good throwback movie because it was one of the better ones that they didn't that 3d had available that's fair so a little fun fact here about the movie the joke about kumar working in the white house the actor actually was working there and he took time off to film the movie yeah that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's the joke. They're in an elevator. It's like, that's more unbelievable than you working in the White House. <laughs> yeah. Like, anyone's going to believe that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, he's <laughs> working there. I wonder what he did in the White House. I can't remember. It's something really official and, like... That's hilarious, So Yeah. <laughs> Alexander's second favourite Christmas film is Elf. Mm. It's a good one. Brilliant 2003. Movie. Brilliant movie. So tell us why, Alex. Well, I mean, you just have to ask the general public for this one why it's a good movie because it rules it's the candy cane forest <laughs> gumdrops see if gumdrops i think it's one of those films though like because it's about an adult having to express his inner child and it's kind of i guess how we all want to be yeah and it's clinging on to that that hope and wonder of christmas 
mm. for no matter how old you get. And I think no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, your family is your family and you're, they're going to love you no matter what and, it's and about, no matter who you are. I think it's about holding on to that kind of child that you used to be. Yeah. And um, expressing it at Christmas. Yeah. No, so, the re- I really like it. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Will Ferrell and he didn't actually want to make the movie in the start. Did he not? No. Oh. And the studio didn't actually want to make the movie. That's sad. Because New Line Cinema at the time were more known for serious movies and <laughs> Will Ferrell's not known for serious movies. Exactly. So the <laughs> when they first pitched the idea of like a light hearted Christmas comedy, family comedy, they were like, nah, this is never gonna work. We're not gonna get the right producers or anything. And look for at it. it now. And as soon as Will Ferrell was on the board, they got the writers for it and it's become one of the most well known Christmas those, classics ever. You know, say it's one of those classic films that not only does it get released online or sorry not online, like on T V and stuff like that on Netflix or whatever every year at yeah. Christmas time. They also put like live streams of it on like the cinema or well, they did do obviously unless you had the cinema yeah and then like events and stuff like that because we're actually going to a drive-in movie we're going to a drive-in movie so it's gonna be so good and people just keep paying for it because it's just such a classic film exactly every year round especially most people will watch it once once or twice a year at christmas true so it's nearly a full year since you've seen that movie and there's so many fun parts in it that you're like oh I know, I know it's coming. You say to yourself in your head, I know it's coming this part. <laughs> like the snowball fight or the part where he's eating like the little cotton balls in the hospital. Yeah. Um, or the part when he like, you when he has the massive the fight, film. when he has the massive fight in the, uh, in the department store. And it's just so many good parts when he's spinning around in the revolving doors or he's picking gum off the streets. I've actually done that. he gets hit by that. the taxi. And I can say it's very fun. Have you? <laughs> World's best cup of coffee. Hi. <laughs> so i just love that movie so i uh, got a little fun fact oh so when buddy eats candies and chocolate and spaghetti at the same time it had to be recorded twice as will F- will farrell will F- 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 <laughs> farrell will <laughs> as will farrell vomited the first time oh. i mean i would too let to eat that for real <laughs> Speak for yourself. I, th- I reckon I could eat spaghetti, chocolate, and sweets at the same time. <laughs> I think you could. I probably could, yeah. I mean, I'd probably shit it out <laughs> Oh yeah, instantly. Definitely. It'd run through me. I wonder what it tastes like. Like tomato-flavoured chocolate. Just <laughs> imagine that. Well, you don't like strong tomato anyway, so you just imagine like chocolate and candy and sweets in tomato sauce. True. Oh, that sounds True. horrible. Right. So, our top favourite film, and it was my second, mm-hmm. has got to be... My favourite your second favorite yeah that's what i said you said our favorite no i said our favorite my second your top your top i'm bottom okay <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean ours is in like ours together yeah right overall yes um and it's the grinch who stole christmas obviously yes from 2000 Sarah jim carrey why do we love this film i think it just encaptures how a diff like a, f- a different world and how being cast out from that world of like people who who are so connected together if you're so different but you you secretly want to be in that community of people who so express expressive of love and joy and happiness and family and you feel so left out of that like if you're the black sheep of the family or if you've been cast out by your family or anything or you've been i don't know resigned as child from this family or if you've been abandoned or anything it's relatable in the way that you want to be more you want to be yourself but you also want to be a bit more you want to be accepted and you want to be like them at the same time but you don't want to see it as though you feel left out or you feel deserted 
you want to so. make it you want to those to kind of just they're, they're always going to be there that community is always going to be welcoming it's just how closed off you've made yourself it makes it seem as though you don't want to be part of that community so it needs to be you are more engaging more honest and open and i think that message gets brought across very well because of how jim carrey acts as the grinch he acts mean he acts sinister but he also acts very light-hearted friendly and i don't know christmasy can we just address the fact that the um, film in general is not about someone hating Christmas. It's about someone hating people. And yes. That's something everybody's Everyone relatable can to. relate that, yes. And especially, I think, at Christmas time, it gets more and more annoying. It's like, you know, it's like any kind of... So um, people are out there, like, buying stuff. You're just getting in the way and everything, driving no, no. mental. I think it's it's more trying to say that every time you get a, a season come around, like, you get Valentine's Day, you know, you get even Halloween, like... Yeah. It's always pushed down your throat, like... Oh, it's a it's a people holiday. It's an inclusive thing. It's someone to spend it with, and if you're kind of there, like, oh, well, actually, all these people are not very nice, and I don't like these people. It makes you bitter about it. Yeah. Not necessarily about the season, but yeah. I think the season just brings it more out in people, and that's what the film is generally about. Yeah. Because he wants to make the people unhappy. It's not about like hating Christmas as such. Alphabetically. <laughs> Christmas is cancelled. I'm back in Ebenezer Hall. I hate you! It's a pretty sound impression right there. <laughs> hate, hate, hate. Double hate. <gasps> Loathe entirely. You could see this face right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was so in the zone then. The face it's so in the moment. is I was, everything. I, I was... I was in the, I was in the Grinch suit then. I felt he myself. He literally was. I left this earth. He turned green. And I was everything. in Whoville. I was on the Grinch top of the mountain. <laughs> Those long fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all it's about, isn't it? <laughs> that's what it's always been about. Stuff. <laughs> so, Jerry duty, Jerry duty, pink slip, blackmail. <laughs> Fun fact about the film, Jim Carrey spent 92 days in full makeup, two hours... In the morning. In the morning and one hour evening. And he actually, tr- he, I think he um, he sought out uh, psychological, like, mental help from um, a Navy SEAL. I think a team, he, uh, he met someone and they spoke about how, like, their physical <laughs> endurance of... Um, going out into like i don't know the training camps or the battlefield or something like that and he used that those techniques that the guy taught him to withstand being in such a hot heavy like furry suit constantly like most of the day true this is very true so that was i think that's a pretty interesting point as well and then it comes out as such a like a a a childhood light-hearted movie it does. You imagine in 20 more years time don't you that look... movie's going to be the movie's 20 years old already. Okay, don't we feel old, thank you. Um... <laughs> no, in another 20 <laughs> years time love... it's going to be 40 years old. Do you love though at the end how he obviously is accepted by everyone everything's, everything's all happy and everything but he doesn't actually change who he is in the sense of like he's still a bit of a dick but like in exactly. a fun way it's still... and it's, that tells you in a fun way <laughs> that kind of tells you though that it's, it was never about the season. It was about the people. Yeah, genuinely. So, it's about the people accepting him. He still yeah. wanted to be part of Christmas. Everyone loves Christmas. And if you don't, you're a Scrooge. You're a psycho. Psycho Scrooge. Psycho. You fucking psycho. So they have it. They're our top 
favorite Christmas movies, please let us know if your favorites are the same, if you agree with us why they're our favorites, or if you disagree, or if what your favorite movies are. Or if you have some fun facts about the films that have we haven't fun, said. We'd love some fun facts. That'd be great. Thank you very much. Send us them in a message, post them, who cares? Just Ooh, do it. Tag us in it. <laughs> hashtag, what should we say? Hashtag, hashtag favorite Christmas movies. Oh no. Hashtag, hashtag fave Xmas movies. Hashtag Xmas facts. Facts Xmas. Hashtag Xmas movie facts. Just hashtag something in and at us at past present pointless on Instagram. Okay, so I'm not sure how you're going to react to this segment. <gasps> what it is up, it? Keeping up with the holiday season, although it's originally it's pointless facts. These are. Could you introduce pointless. the headline of the next segment in a Christmassy voice? Would you like me to start again? <laughs> no, I want you to do it like now, like I've just said it. So, these are our pointless Christmas facts of 2020. Was that your Christmas voice? Yeah. That's not very festive. How festive do you need me to be? Like your Santa Claus. Like... <laughs> 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 well, Leone, these are our pointless Christmas facts of 2020. <laughs> I sound like the guy from X Factor who introduces Britain's no, Got Talent. No, I really liked that. That was Is that good. good? Yeah. I can't read the whole segment. I'm <laughs> no, just going to sound like. And now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. In this corner. <laughs> in this corner. No, that was good. Carry on. <laughs> right, so nearly 60 million Christmas trees are grown each year in Europe alone. That's crazy. Someone's scratching at the door. Oh dear. Oh my god, is it a boo? Hello. Hello, boo. Can we help you? Would you like to come in and join the podcast? Come on then, you can read some pointless facts with us. One foot in. So yeah, 60 million trees grown every year. Just Christmas trees in Europe alone. That's a crazy amount, isn't it? That is a mental marker. Do you think they all get used or do you think they get planted once people don't want them? They probably get planted each year. I don't know how lots the... I don't know, the time length of takes to crow crow Christmas tree? Probably a long time. Possibly. Right, another pointless fact here. So, the abbreviation of Christmas... Xmas. Xmas. It isn't irreligious. So people think it's, like, against religion because it's got an X in it. It's, like, to do with Satanism or something. That's just silly. It's n- Yeah, people do think that. It's actually not. So the letter X is actually a Greek abbreviation for Christ. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, there you go wow. then. Another pointless fact. So in 1999, residents of the state of Maine in America built the world's biggest ever snowman. Can you guess how tall he was? Oh, can I have a clue? Really tall. <laughs> That's your clue. <laughs> um, 30 feet. Wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. How tall is that? Wait, what? How high are you? <laughs> you had to think then. You're like thirty feet. Wait. Excuse me, wrong measurements. That's why I meant to say thirty foot. Is it? I was hoping you'd say thirty centimeters. I could have a proper laugh. <laughs> no. No, no. He's way taller than that. He's hundred. Stu- hundred and thirteen. Well, that was close. Feet wasn't it? Tall. That's crazy. It's What's mental, that in foot? That is in foot. Hundred thirteen feet. Foot. Feet and foot aren't the same thing. Are they not? No. What's the difference? <laughs> the different measurements. <laughs> I don't care. He stood at 113 feet. Plural. Okay. Moving on. 
so before Turkey, the traditional Christmas meal in England was actually a pig's head Ugh. and mustard. That is disgusting. I bet it was English mustard as well, that really hot, spicy mustard. Probably, because it said it was in England. Dirty. Dirty, dirty Dirty. pigs. Who would have a pig's head? That just sounds disgusting. At least have the middle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Final pointless Christmas fact. (gasps) So many parts of the Christmas tree can actually be eaten. And apparently the needles... Um, they're actually a good source of vitamin C. That's disgusting. And you then, want to I see that? Like pine, when they say like pine nuts and something, I bet that's where it's from. Possibly. Ugh, disgusting. Just drinking a, um, a cup of sap. So Beryl, um, how's your Christmas tree taste this year? <laughs> that's quite nice. Quite minty, you see. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite piney. <laughs> Needly. <laughs> it's uh, sharp. <laughs> You've got something green in your teeth. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> just a whole mini. <laughs> oh God, it's a whole branch. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, I got carried away, you see. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, they were our pointless Christmas facts. I like that. <laughs> okay, we're going to round it off with some Christmas movie quotes. Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like a little duck then? Yeah. <laughs> Right, let's see if you can guess these ones. <clears throat> Sitting down, ready. I'll give you clues for all of them. The three classic movies, and you've seen all of them. Okay. Okay, all right, let's get into character for the first one. Things are fucked up at the North Pole. Mrs. Claus called me fucking her sister, and now I'm out on my ass. Bad Santa? Oh. Yes. Is that it? That was it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Such a, such a, it's a weird take on a, on a bad comedy. Like mm. a dark comedy, I mean. It's really pushed push the boundaries, I reckon. Dark Christmas. That movie. Yeah, very dark Christmas. It's kind of like, I guess, Krampus, because that's like a dark Christmas, isn't it? Dark Christmas comedy, yeah. Mm. All right, next quote. I'm not a pervert. I was just looking for a turbo man. <laughs> Jingle all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. All right, third one. You guys give up or are you thirsty for more? Home Alone one? Yes. Kevin McAllister. Brilliant movie. So that's is always gonna be I, uh, not idolized, but like he's immortalized in those films. Yeah. Because it's one of those films that every, nearly every person watches every year, so that no one's ever gonna forget who he is. True. Which is probably good for him. Yeah. He's always remembered for that role. to our Christmas episode. Hey! I've been your festive host. Festive, fabulous host. Festive, fabulous, fit host. (laughs) Alexander Carter. Mm. (laughs) With my dream fantasy. Fantasy. Festive fantasy girlfriend. Lehoni. Festive fantasy fiancé. Thank you. Brilliant. (laughs) Nailed it. Lehoni Chambers. Well, thank you. And thank you for watching. And Merry Christmas! And a Happy New Year. 